Hi, is it Dalton? Hey, Hong, how are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. Okay, so here's the crack. I just did a podcast on how to be LinkedIn famous. And yep. I went through a few things. And one of the areas that I want to jump in and explore a bit more was content. Mm-hmm. And I thought, who better than call up my old mate, Hong, and get him to explain it like the master does to the pupil? <laughs> Hardly. There's so many people that are much better than me at this, but I've I've got a few techniques that seem to be decent. So, uh, so yeah, happy to share with you and your audience, daughter. All right, let's go. Where do we start? Um, what is there anything in particular um, that has caused? Like, what was the first thing in your mind when you thought about content on, on LinkedIn in, in particular? Engagement, uh, engagement statements. So, yeah, okay, very simple. So. One of the, the predominant thing, if you look at 99% uh, of LinkedIn um, is more or less recruiters, right? Recruiter mm-hmm. behavior, they're the most active people on LinkedIn. Um, and 99% of those folks are doing exactly the same thing, uh, which is literally getting a job description out there, sharing it and saying, hey, does anybody know anybody who can do this job or that job? Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong? No, that's right. It is a load of old it's- hat. It's job distribution, right? So recruiters default to doing job distribution on LinkedIn, um, whereas what they really should be doing is asking questions of the audience that they're trying to recruit from. Um, And you can do that on a status update. It gives you something like, I don't know, 1,500 characters of text. That's actually a a short blog post. Um, You can write something quite interesting that addresses the audience that you're looking to recruit from and try to get them to engage with you. Um, and the structure of this type of blog post, this mini post, if you like, is always v- fairly similar. Um, it is about making a, a, an observation about a particular problem that you've encountered. Um, it is then about addressing a few ideas as to how you solve that problem. Um, and then at the very end, it's about asking whether anybody else can potentially contribute to it. Um, it's a simple um, If you get those elements right uh, and the topic is interesting and it's connected to the audience you're recruiting from, you should be able to create an engaging post which will um, get you speaking to the people that eventually you're looking to. So when we look at, uh, at the big dog out there, uh, Mr. Oleg. And, right. And, uh, and his mistress, Bridget. <laughs> Indeed. So I didn't realize they were a couple, but probably yeah, they should yeah. be, right? Josh Harrelson um, is their illegitimate child. Right, right, went wrong. Right. <laughs> um, but so is, is that the framework that they follow? Because they've got a big picture message. It's, it's helping the disenfranchised. And they put themselves as the hero solving it. And then they tend to engage through did anybody else have this problem and then all the disenfranchised come back and say you're my hero you inspire me etc i would say that they i mean firstly i know a lot of people denigrate the characters that you mentioned there because they have become characters um, and caricatures um but i think that you know they are just individuals that have actually worked out how to sort of hack this system um, to what end or what effect, I don't know, because as I understand, uh, Oleg is a CTO, so I have no idea why he's interested in this type of traffic. Um, uh, but he's been able to do it 
um, and and that's uh, that's worthy of, of, of respect. Um, from my view of it, I, I wouldn't say it, it, you necessarily need to adopt those that type of style. Um, it's all about what your objective is. So you know, if I'm a recruiter um, and I'm looking to hire a certain type of person, um, I'm probably interested in getting a lot of eyeballs on my job ad, right? So that's the purpose of job distribution, isn't it? Um, you want people to look at this and saying, you're recruiting for this role. Uh, you want people to know because you think that will be a start of people potentially applying to your job and you eventually fill in the job. Um, now, I think if you have that type of objective, then it may be you need to amend your approach mm. accordingly um, and, and not necessarily, you know, provide that um, the homely style approach, you know, that Oleg and, and Bridget tend to do where they, you know, create stories that you know may be apocryphal or not, um, uh, and uh, uh, you know they get an enormous amount of engagement on it. But I just wonder how much of that is valuable engagement, how much of it is people that uh, will eventually convert. Yeah, so. I, I don't know is, is is the answer to whatever they're selling. Um, I haven't I haven't researched them enough, and I do respect that they've been able to game the system as well. So um, I'm with you on that. But like then when we look at the likes of Mitch Sullivan or and and Josh. Mm. Um, and I, I know Josh, mm. he, he's a really nice guy. What they both do is the same framework. They fish with dynamite. So they'll throw something out there that is controversial and it'll hit a lot of people and a lot of people will get on their high horse and, and, and do it. But most yep. of those people won't get the joke. But the people who do get the joke usually then engage and that's how they get their inbound traffic. Yeah, I would say I would step in right away and say that's probably not the right thing for a lot of people to do. Um, I mean, I do know Mitch. I had a chat with him earlier today, actually. Great dude. But he's got a very, very uh, it's one of those skills to be able to, uh, to to have this type of persona online and get away with it. Um, I think recruiters who have got an operating job to do, you know, you need to fill jobs. You probably don't want to have to create uh, this type of uh, approach artificially in order to just get this type of uh, this type of uh, uh, I won't say fake engagement because the engagement is probably real um, but it's purposeless mm. engagement right um, a, a better example of this would be a good friend of mine Jacob Matthias Schmiza uh, works for Zalando um, big European um, e-commerce company um, he was recruiting for a product manager right um, now, uh, he could very easily have done what every recruiter does, which is get the completed job spec, publish it on LinkedIn and say, hey, does anybody know anybody who can do this job? Mm-hmm. Right. No one would have questioned him if he did that. Um, however, Matthias didn't do this. Um, what he did instead was actually shared the knowledge that he was shared the information that he was recruiting for this role but also that the team was dis- it was in disagreement as to what the role Fantastic. could actually be, right? So he said, hey, listen, folks, we're recruiting for this product manager, but we are in dispute internally as to what this person or this role needs to be. Um, product engineering thinks it's this. Uh, TA thinks it's that. Um, uh, developers think it's a third thing. Um, what do you think? We think it should be this. Um, that, type of, that type of... So then people get folks, the opportunity right? to show their knowledge and they get to debate, and and then that creates engagement. Mate, he got something like three hundred. I think it was five hundred wow. thousand views on Dang. that post. Um, a thousand plus comments, maybe high hundreds of comments. 
And of course, the people who were commenting, commentating on what a product manager should be doing, guess yeah. who they were? The, the other thing people could do is do what I'm doing right now and trying to steal your audience by, by having you on because you're a big shot. I don't think that's stealing. I think it literally is, I would call it piggybacking, but it's really something that I think is totally okay to do. Um, it, trust me, it's, it's the quickest way um, to, uh, to an audience is, is doing exactly that. Um, and the reason why it's not stealing is because the audience never migrates. Um, it just has another person that is potentially offering um, some interesting stuff out there. So, you know, I, I, I don't want you to think of, of, of the, that way in our relationship at all, Dualte. This is definitely a case where we're both trying to create um, some, uh, uh, some interesting and valuable information for the people out there. Um, and there's going to be someone out there that hopefully can pick something away from it and, and get a little bit better at their job. You know, that's what we're both kind of motivated. Absolutely. So uh, in closing, last piece of advice that you have for people, if you were to mm-hmm. sum it up. Yep. Oh, the last piece of advice for a recruiter who wants to do a yeah. little bit more content. Um, don't try and be a thought, thought leader. <laughs> um, uh, uh, trust me on this. Um, uh, and I tell you, and this is not because thought leadership per se is bad. Um, it's just thought leadership mm. is hard. Um, uh, you ha- if you're setting yourself up as someone who knows X, Y, Z, you need to have deep knowledge of it. Uh, you need to have a very well-referenced co- bit of content. You need to be able to defend your argument online to detractors and people who might rebut you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a reason why people who are genuine thought leaders do nothing else other than write books and give talks at conferences and stuff like that Um, because it's a full-time job. Um, uh, The biggest thing that stops recruiters uh, from producing content is this sense that they have to be a thought leader. Don't do that. It's not a target you need to achieve. You shouldn't, actually, you shouldn't actually want to get there. What you want to do is to start conversational bits of content that are 70% finished. Brilliant. Fantastic. Right? 70% finished. Let the audience come in and fill in the rest of the 30%. That's what engagement is. Uh, I'll tell you what. The, the, the metaphor, the, the, the analogy is this. I call it the Tarantino technique, um, Dalton. Um, Quentin Tarantino. Um, Pulp Fiction. Um, everyone's seen that film. I think everyone on the planet Favorite has seen movie. that film. Um, it is amazing, right? And all of Tarantino's films follow the same pattern, which is he never completes his argument. He never completes the story. Yeah, you never get to see inside the box. Exactly. What's in Marcellus's yeah, briefcase? You know what? Tarantino actually answered that question a couple of years ago in an interview at Empire Magazine. Do you know what he said? Did he say it was his soul? No, um, he, it wasn't Marcellus' soul, but it could could have been. He said, it's whatever the audience wants it to be. Well, let's leave it at that. That's a, that's a quick insight that I wanted to bring everybody. So thanks very much, Hung. And uh, we'll get you back on to talk about something else you're awesome at. No worries, uh, Dalton. Have a good, a good look with this project. Uh, 